0: Happy Easter, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to God Squad Church. I know it might not be Easter yet. Easter is tomorrow, but today we're celebrating the res- resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he is risen. And so, welcome everybody that is in the chat right now, whether it's first service or second service, or maybe you're watching a VOD right now, or on YouTube, or one of our many other platforms that we uh, allow our service to be broadcasted. Thank you so much for being here. Hope you guys are having an amazing day today. And something that I want to do interactively with the chat today, something that some of my old churches did, and maybe you guys have done this too before in your church, is something very popular. But I don't know if we've actually ever done this at God Squad Church yet to this point. This is the first time I've actually ever preached a sermon for Easter, so I'm super excited about it. But something that I wanted to do with you guys today, something that my old church used to do, whoever was on stage, whether whether it was the pastor or somebody else, every single time that the person in front said, he is risen, the entire congregation would say, he is risen indeed. And so what I want to do, yes, I am pre-pong, he knows, he knows. So we're going to be doing that today. So maybe in the middle of the sermon, just to keep you on your toes, keep you awake. There might be a couple of times I might say, he is risen. And the ent- I want to I see it just flood and chat that he is risen indeed, because we celebrate the fact that our Lord, our Savior, our King has risen from the dead. So anyways, welcome once again, and uh, so first, even though it doesn't really have to do with much of my sermon, I wanted to give you guys just a fun story that comes to my mind around Easter time every single year, Uh, so many of you probably have many Easter traditions. One of the traditions that my family had, and a lot of families actually do this, obviously, Maybe you find eggs in the morning on Easter morning, and so uh, we would paint our eggs obviously previous to Easter. We did about twenty-four of them. We had me, my brother, and my sister, and then we would wake up on Easter morning. We would go to find all the eggs before church started. My dad wanted us to at least find two eggs so he could eat two eggs before we went to church, (laughs) but we'd go and find all 24 eggs, hopefully. And there was a couple of years, you know, we'd not find them all right before church and we'd have to go to church and come back and find the rest of the eggs and things like that. However, there was one year, there was one year that we found 23 eggs. We found 23 eggs. And we figured, we, we got home from church, we figured, yeah, we'll just we'll just find the last egg at some point in time. And this never happened before, and it never happened again, but the day passed and we never found the egg. We were searching everywhere, inside of plants, we were searching inside of cabinets, and we could not find the egg. So my mom figured, maybe maybe I miscounted how many eggs we painted. My dad was thinking, maybe I ate an extra egg or something like that, but... The days passed, a couple more days passed, and finally we were thinking, yeah, this probably did miscount or something like that. Uh and then uh and eventually the egg left our minds. We just thought there was a lost egg. We don't know how it got thrown out, how it got eaten, or how we miscounted it. We just figured it was it, that was it. It was gone. So weeks pass by and the egg goes from our minds. We're not even thinking about it anymore may comes and goes june comes and goes and then we're in the middle of july and we're all eating din- dinner together i must have been really really young be- i must have been probably i would say about eight years old or so my sister was sitting at the table my brother my mom my dad and my sister she's sitting there eating her food and she looks up and she goes i found the egg now in the middle of july you're thinking this girl's crazy. I thought my sister went insane because that's all she said. She just said, I found the egg. Now, let me tell you something about my house, okay? My parents' house. My mom, she would change the frames, the decorations on the walls constantly. But for some reason, there was one decoration that she did not take down, and I don't know why. And there was hundreds of times that all of us walked past this decoration in the house. Hundreds. It wasn't like it was hidden or anything. But my sister looked up and inside of this brown wreath, she pulls out an egg. Thank the Lord it wasn't cracked or anything because obviously it would have been smelling. So we threw it in the garbage, took out the trash immediately because that thing probably smelled really bad if it was cracked open. But just a funny little story that I think is hilarious because it literally took us three to four months to find one egg inside of our house. But anyways, that's my Easter story for today. But So now we're going to jump into uh, the sermon, though, and I'm going to touch on one thing specifically about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and then we're going to move into the ascension and then eventually the resurrection. You're thinking that's an interesting way to go about things, but you'll understand why I'm doing that uh, as as we come up to it. But the first thing I want to talk about is Jesus' forgiveness for us. I'm talking about the return of Christ through this, and that's the title of my sermon is The Return, but first I wanna talk about Jesus' forgiveness for us. Now, have you ever had a moment in gaming before where you know, you know, you know for a fact, maybe the, maybe it's not even just in gaming, there's something in like real life that you've been doing, you know for a fact that you did something right and that somebody else did something wrong And yet they blamed you for it. They're saying, they're saying, no, 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 you did this wrong. You did this mechanic wrong. You should have done this. And you're thinking, no, you did this wrong. I actually did it right. And this actually happened to me very recently when me and Vic Sigma, we were playing Final Fantasy 14. About a week ago, there was uh, we were. I, I won't explain the whole mechanic, but we we're going against one of the harder bosses in the game. And unfortunately, uh, there's a point in the in the mechanic where I was supposed to grab what's called a tether. I go under the boss, grab the tether, and I run out, and I get slammed by a hammer. And if I have the tether at that point in the mechanic, I am safe. If anybody else grabs the tether that's not supposed to have it, they are not safe. So I grab the tether and I run out, in the tank. The tank comes and he grabs the tether on purpose. I, I have it on video. He grabs the tether on purpose and starts running with it. Then he realizes his own mistake and starts running towards me. Now, I see that the mechanic is about to go off. I ain't about to take the death for him. I'm not about to grab that tether and me die, okay? Because I knew I knew what was going on. I wasn't about to try and let this guy go. He was going to die for what he did. So anyways, I ran away from him. And he died, all right? He, he got, he exploded. I was fine. I took no damage at all. <laughs> it's okay. But then after the party wiped, he had the audacity in the chat to say, brother, the reason why he called me brother, my name is Brother Boz and brother, not brother, Brother Boz in Final Fantasy 14. And he said this in chat. He said, you were supposed to have the tether. I, I know. I had the tether. I said, I grabbed the tether and I ran away and he said, I tried so hard to give you the tether. I have an eyewitness in Vic Sigma who does not lie. (laughs) Okay. Vic Sigma, he was like, Vic didn't say anything, but I had that tether. I have it on video. He he came and grabbed my tether. But the thing is, I could have held a grudge against him, which in a joking way, I kind of do every once in a while, just randomly for... The past week, I'll say to Vix, I had the tether just randomly. You know, I, I jokingly hold a grudge, but the thing is, is I really am not holding it against him for the fact that he did something wrong, even though I had done something right. As he continued to say stuff, I just, I just let it go. It's like, all right, man, yeah, I was wrong. Whatever, I just, <laughs> just let it go. Even though I know what happened, but the thing is, is this is exactly what Jesus did for us when he was on the cross, even though we were in the wrong even though we were in the wrong in what we've done Jesus still stayed up there for us anyways even though he knew that he was in the right that he had done everything perfect and this is one of the, the reason why I'm talking about his crucifixion right now is because I truly believe this is one of the main reasons why we celebrate his resurrection one of the reasons why I get excited super excited on an Easter that I'm not held condemned or convicted anymore for my sins that Jesus took that on for himself even though it was a debt that I should have paid. So let me read for you guys. It comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 34. And it says this, The two others, criminals, were also led away to be executed with him, him being Jesus. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the cr- criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Those three words are so important. Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. And the divided is closed and cast lots. Jesus here is showing what true love for others is. He's looking at the people that just put him on the cross. He's looking and understanding the people that accused him of doing something wrong. And he sees them. And us in our human nature and our fleshly desires would say that we are displeased at least with these people with what they did. But I would go as far to say that most of us would probably hate those people because of what they did for us or did to us. But Jesus is on the cross. And he doesn't have hatred cross his mind. He says, Father forgive them, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that what they're doing is wrong. They don't understand that after I've been mocked, tortured, spit on, they put the crown of thorns on me, nailed my hands. They don't know that what they're doing is wrong. Jesus, Jesus forgave them anyways. He knew what they were going to do. He saw and felt the pain that they were inflicting upon him physically and spiritually and emotionally. And he still said, I love them. And he stayed up on the cross for them. He didn't say to them, you know, if you do better next time, I'll stay up here for you. If you do better next time, then then, then I'll forgive you. No, he said, I forgive you anyways. And you're thinking, wow, this is more of like a a Good Friday thing. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, I think that's so important for us to understand the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has for us, that no matter what we're carrying in our lives, that Jesus Christ forgave us. And that's something that gives me great joy in my life. And so I love to think about that and reflect on that as Easter comes around. And I love to reflect on that throughout the rest of the year as well, not just on Easter, but I reflect on it because I know for a fact that Jesus Christ has saved me of my sins. We're going to skip forward just a little bit, though, and we're going to actually move past the resurrection. You're like, but it's Easter. We gotta t- we'll gotta we talk about the resurrection. I promise. I promise. But we're going to skip past a little bit the resurrection. We're going to skip 40 days past specifically, and we're going to talk about Jesus' ascension. Let me read for you guys Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, and it says this. After he, being Jesus, had said this, he was taken up, and as they, they being the disciples, were watching, a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. I always thought that was interesting. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? The same Jesus who has been taking, taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Something that always struck me here is that the disciples, they were told to stop looking at something that they had never seen before. Up to this point, they have witnessed many, many miraculous things, right? They've witnessed people who are blind, who now see. They witnessed people who, who cannot speak or, yeah, who are mute, who can now speak. They witnessed people rising from the dead, people who are possessed by demons. They, they saw, you know, uh, those demons being cast out. They've even done some of the things themselves, but they never saw somebody rise going, ascending to heaven, and so the disciples are standing around it. And this has got to be a pretty amazing sight. I would probably stand there gazing at this too. If, if, you know, if I was standing next to Pastor Daylight or something, he started he started levitating off the ground. I'm, I'm going to start staring at it, right? He starts going up in the closet. But, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Like there's, something, there's <laughs> something going on here, right? But then two men in white, apparently angels probably, are standing there and they say, wow why are you looking at him? Stop looking at this. Like, it's not that amazing. I'm like, yeah, it is amazing though. But the thing is, is they were telling them to stop looking at it because they were like, listen, you can stand here all you want and you can look at Jesus rising into the clouds. But here's the thing, he's going to come back one day. And so the longer that you stand here and look at him rising into the clouds, You are not doing what he actually prepared you to do at this point. You need to go out and you need to start telling people about what you just witnessed. And I think as the body of Christ, that is something that we need to always remember. We can talk in church about Jesus Christ, about his return. And we could could talk about him coming back and things like that. And those things are great. And we could talk about his crucifixion and his resurrection. And we need to do that. we need to celebrate it. And listen, I'm excited about heaven, okay? I'm one of the people that I get really, really, really excited thinking about the day where there's no more pain, where there's no more diseases, where there's no more of any of that. It's gonna be complete peace and harmony with each other and with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. It's gonna be an amazing eternity to be able to be a part of. But here's the thing. The longer we talk about it just together, the people that know Jesus already, the more people are not going to hear about it who are still lost. You see, Jesus had taught them all the things that he taught them so that they would be prepared to go out and bring the gospel of what Jesus Christ did, the fact that he did die, the fact that he did resurrect from the grave, he wanted them to go out and start telling people, and us as the body of Christ today, we need to also be doing the same. We need to be the hands that are reaching. We need to be the feet that are walking to those people, reaching out, grabbing a hold of them, and telling, telling them about Jesus because of the great things. Listen, every single person in this entire world needs Jesus. And as long as I'm alive... As long as I'm alive and there are people out there that don't know Jesus, I still have work to do. Even if there's one person out there that does not know Jesus in the entire world, there's still work for you and me to do because we need to continue telling everybody that we can about the good news about Jesus because we all need him. There's not one person on this earth that does not need Jesus Christ. We all do. And so we need to continue and so the angels say, stop looking up. Stop being amazed at what you're seeing. I know it's a crazy thing that you're seeing, but go and do what Jesus has taught you to do. And we need to be doing the same. We need to continue telling people about the fact that he is risen. I want to see it in the chat. I'm giving you guys, I'm, all right? I, I, I didn't give it a couple of times already, but I want to see if you guys are awake out there. Finally." We'll get into the resurrection. Right, we got a couple of risen indeeds. hallelujah. I got to wait like five minutes. I know there's a delay on Twitch, <laughs> but anyways, finally, we're going to go into the fact that Jesus will return. And as believers, we put all of our stock, we put everything that we have, if you will, for Easter, all of our eggs in a basket. And the fact that Jesus will return one day, all of our hope, all of our joy, all of our faith is in the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back one day for us. So let me read for you guys 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Love this verse, and it says this, Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Set your hope set your joy, set your faith completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. No matter what you've been through, no matter, like I said before, what baggage you carry, no matter what you've done or any of that, you have grace and mercy. You have grace and mercy that comes from God through Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the grave. You have grace and mercy that comes from God through Jesus Christ because he is coming back. There's no doubt about it. He is coming back for us one day. He's coming back for those that have chosen him, for those that have put their faith in him. He is going to come back for us to take us to our true home. This is just a temporary rental place, okay? And I got to say, this temporary rental place, it's it, its kind of like a house that's kind of broken. It needs a lot of work. But listen, we're going to be going to our true home, a place of perfect peace one day to be able to be with Jesus Christ for all of eternity. So let me read for you John chapter 20, verses 3 through 10. I love some of these verses, and it makes me laugh as well a little bit. Says at that Peter and the other disciple. The reason why it says the other disciple, we we can probably make the a good uh, a good educated guess that the other disciple is John. The only reason why we think John wrote the book of John is because every single disciple is mentioned in the book except for John. He doesn't mention himself, and you might be thinking, oh, he's a pretty humble guy, but he calls himself the beloved or the one that Jesus loved all the time. <laughs> and he does even some things here that are a little bit, I would say, a little egotistic, but we'll get into that in a second. He says, at that, uh, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading for the tomb. They heard that Jesus Christ was not in the tomb, so they're heading out. The two were running together, but the other disciple, John, outran Peter and got to the tomb first. <laughs> it's like, You had to put that in there. Stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying there, and he did not go in. Then, following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had, this is very important, verse 7, The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. The disciples returned to the place where they were staying. So real quick, I want to talk about a meme. And Techie's going to put up a meme right now. And I love this meme. I need I need to put it up on my own screen so I, so I can read it for you guys. <laughs> it says, you got, you got, if you guys know this movie, it comes from Captain America, Winter Soldier. I love I love the Marvel movies. And it's got Falcon on the left side of your screen. You got Captain America on the right. And if you guys remember this scene in the movie, they're in Washington, D.C. And Captain America continues to run around uh, the monument. And he continues passing by Falcon over and over and over. And he continues to say, on your left, on your left. And eventually Falcon gets really upset. He's like, don't say it, don't say it. And he just runs right past him at the speed of sound. I love that part. But this meme is one of my favorite memes. So obviously got Peter, which is Falcon here. He got John as Captain America on the right. And he says, uh, Peter says, don't write it. Don't you dare write it. And then John runs right past him. They both ran and uh, they both ran together. Uh, I can't even see it on here. Uh, but the other disciple outran Peter and he came to the tomb first. <laughs> and then you see Falcon like, oh no. And I always loved, I always loved that meme. Um, and I just think that's really funny that John always had to put that in there. He actually puts it in these verses like three times indirectly. If you say it. it's like then the other, or the Peter who got there after John, like he continues to put it in there multiple times. But the one thing I really did want to focus on here is verse seven. And it says the wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. And there's two things that I want to point out here. The first thing is this kind of dispels one of the rumors that went around during this day and age and about how the disciples went in and that they stole the body of Jesus Christ. Normally when robbers go into a place and they try to uh, steal something, they, they don't go in and then start folding your clothes then steal the stuff and then leave. They want to get in and they want to get out as soon as possible because of the the possibility that they could be caught caught if they were robbing something so that kind of takes away that rumor already like you're not going to have your folded clothes when when, you know i I would if you're going to rob my house at least fold my clothes i guess but you know but anyways the second thing that's really important about the face cloth specifically being folded is there was a hebrew tradition in this day and age and essentially what it was was when there was a master and there was a servant, the master would be eating his dinner or his lunch or or his breakfast or whatever it might have been. And when he was eating, he would essentially, if he was done eating, he would wipe his face with his cloth, his napkin, and then he would throw it on his plate and then he would leave. And him throwing it on his plate, all disheveled and everything else, told the, the servant that it was okay for him to take the plate of food and to go and clean it. It was okay for me to go and clean it because the master is not returning. However, if the master took his napkin and he cleaned his face, maybe his beard or something like that, because you get food and beard if you have a beard sometimes, you know, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't grow a beard. But anyways, what he would do if he had to go and do something or he's going to come back is he would fold it really neatly and he put it to the side of his place. This was a Hebrew tradition that all Hebrews knew about. And the servant, they would go out and they would see that the napkin was folded. And they'd say, oh, I can't take the plate yet. My master is going to return. I think sometimes we look at this verse and we glance over it and we don't realize. We don't realize the significance of the face cloth that was folded up in a separate place. It wasn't even with where he, like, listen, it says that the cloths were lying there. He literally, like like, the cloths had disappeared, but he stayed and he folded the face cloth and put it in a different place because he's going to return for us one day. That Jesus Christ is going to return for us one day. I just, for me, the moment I learned about that It just put a whole new, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It it makes me so excited. The fact that my savior, my Lord died for me and that he rose from the grave, that he is risen, that he resurrected from the grave. And he is coming back one day for us, for his children. And I'm really, really, really excited for that. That I'm going to be able to see my savior one day. I'm so excited to see my savior one day. And so today we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is risen. For some of you out there, maybe you're new today. Maybe you had a friend invite you. Maybe you had a friend, uh, uh, you know, somebody in your family invite you to watch the service today. Maybe you don't go to church a lot. Maybe you've heard the story. Maybe you haven't even heard the story. I wanna give you the opportunity you might be saying to yourself right now, but I don't know this Jesus. You're telling, you're saying how excited you are because you are saved, but I'm not because I've never had that opportunity before. I want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ in your heart. You just heard the story, right? You heard the fact that Jesus Christ, that he rose from the grave. You heard the fact that he died on the cross and that he rose from the grave later so that we could repent of our sins, that all the things that I did that was wrong, Everything that I did that was wrong can be erased. I have a clean slate because of Jesus Christ and because of of the blood that he spilled for me. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior, listen, you get to spend an eternity in heaven. I've heard a lot of people talking lately about what is after all of this? What is after this life? And there are two things that's going to happen. Jesus has his hand out there. There is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And I know a lot of people out there, they don't believe that there actually is a hell, but I gotta say, listen, Jesus Christ wouldn't have died on the cross if there wasn't a hell. Hell is very real. It is the wrath of God. And if we don't accept Jesus, if we don't reach out and grab onto his hand, he's reaching out for us and it's our decision to grab onto it. If we don't reach out and grab onto that, That is a very real thing that people are going to have to suffer for all of eternity. Jesus Christ talked about it. It's one of the main things that he talked about when he was here walking on this earth. But Jesus reached out his hand by dying on a cross and rising from the grave so that we one day, if we accept him, we will have the power through Jesus Christ to rise from the grave and to overcome sin as well. And so, I want to give you the opportunity if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your life or maybe you've been falling away for a while and you need to you need to get back on track with Jesus, you need to reignite that flame and that love and that zeal for him. I want to give you the opportunity to accept him into your life right now. So if you would like to do that today, I would ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on a cross and I believe that he rose from the grave. And right now, I accept your mercy, your grace, and your salvation. I commit my life to you. And Jesus, I ask that you would come and live inside of my heart in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. He is risen, everybody. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Jesus Christ has risen from the grave and we we celebrate that today. And those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ, let me tell you, that is the most important decision that you could ever make in your entire life life. And so, Hey, if you feel comfortable, you don't have to do it or anything, but if you feel comfortable, we want to celebrate with you as well. Would you let it be known by putting putting a yes in the chat? If you just made that decision for the first time, or even if you rededicated your life, put a yes in the chat. We would love to see who you are. But also something that I would ask you to do is a lot of times people don't know what to do from here. So if somebody could put exclamation point next level in the chat, if you just made that decision for the first time today, I would just ask to click on that link and fill out that form. It's a way for us to be able to connect with you because maybe you don't know where to go from here. We want to give you some resources. Where do I start reading in the Bible? How do I pray? What's, What's this water baptism thing that you guys talk about? I don't really understand what to do from here. We want to walk through those steps with you and help you to grow on this new journey and this walk with Jesus that you have. And I am so, so excited for those people, whether it's here in chat right now, or maybe watching on VOD or somewhere else, if you're accepting Jesus Christ, I just wanna congratulate you because that is absolutely, absolutely amazing. It's a decision that I made a long time ago uh, in my life and I have never, never, never regretted it. Uh, Jesus does, it. I don't know where I would be today. I don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for Jesus. But anyways, guys, one last happy Easter to all of you. I hope that you guys enjoy. I just hit my microphone. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And we're gonna we're stay tuned because we got a couple things still coming up and the giveaway as well. I love each and every one of you.